Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go girl. Hey girls, and happy International Women's Day. Okay, I know it's on March 8th, and this episode is released a couple of days later, but I didn't get on here to say it. So, you know, Go Girl is all about women empowerment, and it's Women's History Month. International Women's Day just passed, so I just wanted to say happy all of that. (laughs) And I'm excited about today's episode, really about healing from your past and moving forward and maximizing your potential, okay? Before that, we got to get into today's affirmation. I am are two of the most important words and what you say after shapes your reality. So today's I am affirmation is I am strong. I am invincible. I am woman. It might sound familiar to you. I've I've said a couple of these affirmations before through the podcast, and I, I just think about that song every time International Women's Day passed, but it's by Helen Reddy, and the song is called I Am Woman, and she says, I am strong, strong, I am invincible, I am woman. I am so excited for women. I remember a couple of years ago, I did a photo shoot where I had a t-shirt on, the future is female, and we are seeing it all over the place, right? We have Kamala Harris as vice president in the White House. We have so many female entrepreneurs and founders. It's like a great time to be alive, and I love to see it. I love you, ladies. I love you. Keep going, okay? Because you are strong, you are invincible, and you are woman. All of our stories are kind of similar. We've all overcome things, and that's what we do as women, right? We're strong. We can do it all. We are loving. We're caring. We're nurturing. We're supportive. We are there for everyone else and learning to be there for ourselves a little bit more, right? We're go girls where we are taking care of ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, right? Socially, we are just all that in a bag of chips with a soda on the side, okay? Go girl to you, to your mama, to your grandma, to your godmama, your auntie, your sister, your cousin, like everyone. We're doing it, girls. If no one has told you, I'm proud of you and you are worthy and you are amazing and you are incredible and you are a boss, right? Feel that for yourself. Like let it come into your spirit because that's why I think affirmations are so important because sometimes we just go on and on through life and We need to pause and reflect to see how far we've come, right? We need to tell ourselves, I'm proud of you, right? Like if you do something on a job and you did it well, pause, sit back for a second and say, I'm proud of myself. That's it. You know, a lot of times we wait for other people to tell us that, but as women, we need to know it with ourselves, right? Sometimes confidence was stripped as a child. Sometimes we gain some insecurities as a child that crosses over into adulthood, but still know that it's okay to give yourself props, right? Like to tell yourself, I am proud of myself. I love myself. I like the way I handled that situation. I am worthy. I am powerful. Like all of these amazing things, girl, you deserve to hear all of that. You deserve to know all of that for yourself. Happy International Women's 
Day, Women's Month, Women's History Month. And a quick assignment for you, text your girls, your mom, whoever, and just let them know, hey, I'm proud of you. I see what you're doing. Whatever it is, send a sweet message to a girl today, to a woman today. All right? Show them some love. We spread love. Receive love and give that love. Say it to yourself. I am strong. I am invincible. I am woman. Okay, one more time for the affirmation and we'll get into it. I am strong. I am invincible. I am woman. So today I'm bringing in actress, spoken word artist, and author Tamara Faith. She has taken her performances to the stage through open mics all across SoCal, okay? So she's not new to this. She is true to this. With each performance, her listeners are left motivated, they're left empowered, and they're left feeling refreshed. And even through this episode, I I know a few times I'm like, whew, because like I felt it in my spirit what she was saying, right? She just released her debut book titled Sweet, Not Stupid, which I think a lot of women can relate to. We might look sweet and innocent, but look, we are not stupid, okay? So her book is a collection of poems that will help her readers find the power of their voices through the art form of poetry. And she's even going to share a poem with us. So make sure you tune in to the whole episode. We're going to learn all about healing, forgiveness, and finding your authentic voice, okay? Because as women, we are speaking up. I love that about us. Keep speaking up, girls. Keep being great, all right? So let's have some girl talk with Tamara Faith on the Go Girl podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I appreciate that intro. <laughs> of course. Uh, now, she and I met on set you know, acting when the world was open and we had a great time. We connected, we kept in touch. And now she has an amazing book called Sweet Not Stupid out now. You can order it now and it's full of poetry, right? Yes, Mm ma'am. And we are going to get all into it. But first I want to ask you, because I was on your Instagram and I know you were giving some advice. You always give these nice little tips to people and she's very encouraging and inspiring. And she said, you know, find your why. So Tamara, I want to ask you first, you know, what is your why? My why is understanding pretty much that whatever's on the inside of me is not just for me Mm -hmm. and it's for other people. It's to give it away. So my why is, is literally for other people because I know that people have poured into me and that fulfilling uh, feeling that I get or that, you know, they've administered to me. It's literally just giving that back. So my why is it comes from that feeling that I get and knowing that that's achievable for someone else. So my why is literally like it's, it's for everyone else. It's for others. Listen, because you're you're all about faith. And we understand wow. that, you know, like everything that we learn in life is not meant for us to just keep for ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. we are, are sent here to serve others and help other people and to share our stories to let other people that know that they are not alone. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so why did you write this book? Sweet, not stupid it really came from just this feeling that I had on the inside of me of just this message that needed to get out. Personally, for me, I've struggled with sharing my voice and sharing my opinions, you know, not just being a middle child, but also being a millennial woman, you know, with pain and just communication. And so I knew that if I was feeling this, someone else has to be feeling this too. Um, So it was just important to me to get it out because not only was it burning calling from God, but it was something that never left me. Like I've had this idea or just this notion for a couple of years now. And it just felt like time 
it really felt like time. I had the push, I had the encouragement, I had the team and literally I did it. it. I did it. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> well, tell me more about that because I tell people um, when I wrote my Go Girl guidebook, it was the same. It was like this desire within me and it, the, mm-hmm. the voice got louder and then I acted mm-hmm. on it. So tell me about that process. Like what made you say, okay, now it's time um, yeah. and, and just trust yourself to know that it's time to release the book. Right. So what was actually interesting, this was not my first attempt. I actually attempted last year in April and uh, I would try to do the self-publishing route and that door shut in my face. And I was like, oh my God, why did that door shut if this voice is getting loud in my head? And so it was all about timing. I think Uh, I needed to mature. I needed to be patient, but I also feel like it needed to be done God's way, you know, and I feel Mm -hmm. like he has, if there's something that's specially inside of you, you need it to be packaged a certain way and you need it to be professional and you need it to, it, it needs to be a way where people can receive it the best and polished and just, you know, and so that process, it was actually through a good friend of mine. Uh, he referred me to his mentor and she was all the way in Florida. And I was like, oh my God, like, how is this, how are we going to communicate this time zone and stuff? But right. we had a consultation call and she was like, you know, I really think that we could mesh. And I thought about it. And she's like, well, just let me know. And I was like, okay, well, I jump and the net will appear. So I jumped. Yes. <laughs> I jumped. And uh, it was a 90 day uh, program. And it's literally the writing and the publishing and everything like that. So I wrote my manuscript within those 90 days. I mean, nice. you know, published it and everything completed. And she gave me that support and, you know, just sitting down and having that time each and every day writing and just pushing regardless, you know, what I was going through and stuff. And it was also through the holidays, you know, just being so intentional, setting that time mm-hmm. and uh, having that, that internal encouragement, but also, you know, having that accountability. Um, with my coach, uh, shout out to Nikki Price. <laughs> okay, nice. Yes. So, Go girl uh, to Nikki Price. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> but um, that, that was literally my process was just getting up and pushing mentally every day and being honest with myself and being honest with those around me. Um, and also being conscious of who to share that with. Because when God gives you something, it's literally like your baby and yes, you don't just give your baby to everybody. Like in real right. life, you don't give your baby to everybody. Right. So it was, not until the world is ready to receive that, that grown adult. So, um, yeah, that was my process. And I think it's a ever growing process because mm-hmm. now it's the challenge to, to look back and to reflect and to now share and to encourage someone else. I love that. And so you had the <laughs> accountability, but you also had the discipline because you knew, okay, I have to get it done within 90 days. You mm-hmm. know, wh- what do I need to do? How was that process? Like, did you ever have moments where you had writer's block and how did you break through it and share that experience with the, the audience? Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> she did a, a woo side there. <laughs> I did. Yes, I definitely did have writer's block because for me, poetry is more is, is a lot of feeling. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's literally in the moment. And it's uh, I walk around with either my phone or a notebook or something and I write it down. And I'm like, you know, whenever I, I'm feeling it, I just go. But I was actually forced to feel. So I was forced to Ooh. sit down with myself and to sit down and reflect on, okay, what is it that I, it, it was more so not what I wanted to share, but what needed to be shared. Mm-hmm. So there were times where I had to pray. There were times where I had to just, I, I literally looked at my computer screen and was like, I don't know what's going to come out, but 
<laughs> you know, so you let um, it go. Yeah. Let it and go. Let it flow. Yeah. Exactly. So some of my process or some days were easier than others. I will say some days I had writer's block. Some days I would just go and I would just write. And I was transitioning from uh, working a job in the daytime. I was working at night. So my process, I'm more freer to be um, creative at night. So there were nights where I would stay up past two and three in the morning, mm. you know, writing and just um, being disciplined because there's a, a spot in the house that I like to write. Okay, perfect. <laughs> you know, so um, setting that atmosphere, that that process was just so interesting. And I, I had to sit with some old feelings and I had to sit with some mm. imagination. I had to sit with conversations that I wanted to have that now I finally had the freedom to um, mm -hmm. without judgment. And there were days where I had to be vulnerable. There were days that I cried. And, and there were days where I, after writing, I sat with my roommates and was like, I just need to talk this out, talk this yeah. through or talk with my, my mentor. And she was like, let it out. We had a weekly meeting. She said, just, <laughs> yes. <cool. laughs> it was like therapy for you, right? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Like it was therapy. very, it was therapy. It was healing. It was, it was everything. It was yeah. everything. Everything yeah. that you needed for yourself, but everything that you also needed to share for everyone else too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. I like that. So you said that it forced you to feel your feelings pretty much. So yeah. how did you navigate through those uncomfortable feelings and conversations? Like, mm -hmm. was it challenging at times? Did you want to run away and give up sometimes? Like, oh, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, everything, all of that. I think what was the most challenging was knowing that I had this feeling and wanting to know how to express it and not judging how it came out. Mm. There were times where I wanted to run away from the feeling and I would write it backspace, write it backspace. And, you know, God was sharing with me, this is your moment. You know, if you ever get a chance like this, if they ever pick this up, if you never are able to tell them verbally, then not only are you able to share this here, but you'll actually relate to someone who might be struggling with the same thing that you're going through. And I think with wanting to run away from those feelings, I was running away from myself Yeah. because if I'm not able to get it out on paper, I'm not able to get it out in words, you know? So I think that yeah, yeah, definitely. There were definitely times where I wanted to, but I, I knew that the burning sensation on, on the inside of me, if it kept coming up, it had to come out. Like mm -hmm. it just, I couldn't run away from that. And I think that's, that makes it so liberating because now I, I'm able to see on the other side of what is to come after that. You know what I mean? It's hard, but it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. So yeah. were some of the poems in the book, was it, I know a lot of your story, were you able to close some chapters? Did it help you close some chapters or have some closure with people? And you're like, okay, it's, yeah. it's in a poem, it's written, it's done. So I don't need to look back on that situation anymore. Yeah. 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 I can definitely healing. say, oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think um, more than just closing chapters, I think it's finding a new chapter because sometimes you can write poems and you're thinking like, oh, I'm never going to probably see this person again or I still have this feeling. But what if, you know, it's the end of a feeling towards that person that's not going to leave your life? You know, maybe it's your brother, maybe it's your mother, maybe it's a friend of yours that now you, you love from a distance. So yeah, it's, it's more than, you know, closing chapters on, 
on just feelings, but it's it's closing chapters on, okay, now I have to see this person and love this person a completely different way. And I think that's the most challenging, but it's, it's beautiful to get there because now they can love you a different way. Exactly. And yeah, it'd be more love and more respect because they know your mind, Mm -hmm. your mindset and where you are. It's a way of you sharing your voice. And I did read your Voyage LA article where you said (laughs) you, you know, fought to be heard and seen. So how did Mm -hmm. you find your voice? And is this book a way of you um, sharing that voice? Pretty much it is, right? Yeah, definitely. I fought to share my voice and to find my voice actually uh, in college and post-college, I would say. And I still think that I'm finding more of my voice as I live more life. I I definitely would say college and post-college. And that was where I actually started performing. I've always had a love for poetry, but that was when I actually was getting up on stage, getting more in front of people and just being able to not just share about random stuff, but, you know, listening to other poets and they're talking about their lives. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, they are able to talk about their lives and I can talk about something that's really uh, personal to me. And, uh, you know, also, I'm also a middle child. So, you know, (laughs) I'm here. Listen to me. My voice matters. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Yes. So it's like you'll you'll always be the middle child. It doesn't matter whether you're in the middle of friends, in the middle of family. I'm in the middle of something. (laughs) So, of course, this book is a way, you know, to to share my voice. It's it's like living life and allowing yourself to you know, in spaces like these or, you know, in spaces where you're invited to share and knowing that if it's not that time, then not to take that personal. But of course, yeah, this is definitely a way. Yes. Like, people going to hear now. <laughs> She's like, you're going to hear me. You're going to see me. It's going to be, you know, you're going to read all about it. <laughs> all about it. So I do want to ask about the title because, yeah. you know, some women, you know, we look innocent. We look sweet. We look, you know, everything. But we are not stupid. Okay. Okay. (laughs) What inspired that title? Sweet, but not stupid. Sweet, not stupid. Yeah, uh, it was it was so funny. Um, I remember uh, I was just in a conversation with a guy that I was talking to at the time and maybe in college at some point. And you know how you're having these conversations, you're going back and forth and you have a conversation with your girlfriend like, oh, my God, can you believe this? And stuff like that. And um I remember I was like, dude, look, reflecting. I was like, I'm probably the sweetest person. I have no ill intent. I, I don't know where he's getting these ideas. I'm just trying to communicate. And I was like, but does he think he's trying to pull the wool over my eyes? Does he think I'm stupid? I was like, mm. I'm sweet, not stupid. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I was like, so I've had it for a while, but I was like, I don't know where I'm going to use this. I don't know how I'm going to use it. You know, maybe a meme or something. It started from that, but it was this idea of strength as well. So when we think of strength and we associate that with an animal, you know, uh, the first thing that comes to mind when I was asking people, they would say like a lion, a tiger, or a bear or mm-hmm. something. And I was like, well, the revelation that came to me was Jesus first came as a lamb that we may be saved. Mm. And so it's that understanding of like a lamb is necessary. You know, a lamb is, is sweet and, and it really does no harm to anybody else, but some people see them as naive or like, you know, they run off and Mm. they don't do anything, but it's, it's like, that's strength reserved, you know, and Moses in the Bible was the meekest man. He wasn't weak. 
you know, and that's reserve strength. And, and sometimes we can get this idea and this notion of strength that it looks like one way, or it has to be boisterous, or it has to be this and that, Mm -hmm. but the strongest insect is an, is an ant and it holds up a hundred times its own weight. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, so that was a revelation that came to me. And it was just like, you know, there's this narrative of, of nice people that we're this way, we're naive, or, you know, people can pull the wool over our eyes and we won't know, or that we're not intelligent, that we don't know the game because we're not saying anything, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's where the title came from. It It's literally, you know, of course, you know, it was a thought that get the ball rolling and stuff, but it's, it's way more than that. It's a testimony. You know, mm-hmm. I've gotten to this place where it's like, I, it's a declaration. I'm sweet, and I, but I'm not stupid. And there are plenty of other people that fall into this category, and you're not going to take advantage of us anymore. More. <laughs> right? <laughs> you go, girl, okay? <laughs> yes, ma'am. You go, girl. <laughs> sweet, not stupid, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, tell me about uh, some of the poetry in there. I hear that it's like broken up into six parts, right? Talk to me about that, about the different yeah. So um, it's the different inflections of a voice. And um, before you even open up your mouth, there's silence. So that's the first section. It's broken up into six sections. Um, the first section is, is silence. And so what does that look like? And, and in the different scenarios that you would be silent. So, you know, maybe uh, if you're overlooked or uh, if you're by yourself, what goes, what's that mind process like? And then there are times where silence is powerful. So what are times where you can hold back your tongue and people will know that whatever you did say, that's what they're holding on to. And you don't have to say anything further to prove yourself, you know? So, and then it gets to a whisper where it's, it's poems that really, there, there's a poem that I have in there that talks about how secrets are sent through to people. That's like a frequency in which when you're passing on a message, only the ones who are the most sensitive are able to receive and respond accordingly. So mm-hmm. sometimes in a whisper, you're able to communicate, you know, not just sweet nothings, but you're able to communicate your love for someone, or you're able to communicate, you know, I'm finding my myself and I'm talking to myself. Because right. sometimes we're, we're fighting to talk to other people and we don't know how to speak to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's whisper. And then we get to table talk. So table talk is you're actually able to talk one-on-one with somebody else who got that strength, you conjured up that strength to talk about whatever it is that's on your mind with another person. And what does that look like? Sometimes friendships, you know, family, or even not so much relationships just yet, but just those, those surface things. Mm-hmm. And then you get deeper into uh, inside voice. So inside voice is like, we're loud enough. And anyone that's within walking distance is like, oh, I hear you. Okay, I'm engaging, you know? Right. And so what do those topics look like? Maybe society maybe our world, maybe how you see healing, you know what I mean? Healing to yourself, healing to other people. And you also get to a place where you're able to teach someone else in a very intimate space um, as well. And then the next section is projection. So projection is like, yo, I I know what's up already. (laughs) I don't mind if 10,000 people here, but I'm, I'm presenting this to those who are receptive. Um, And I talk about love. I talk about healing. I talk about, um, you know, your past love, getting to a place where I'm like, you know what, I'm good with where I am. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, some people get to a place where it's like, I I know that I loved this person and I know that it didn't work out, but it doesn't change where I am. And even if it doesn't change you, Mm -hmm. I know that I'm 
I'm true to how I feel and I'm not afraid of that. And I will move on knowing that I had the best love, but the best love that is yet to be achieved Mm -hmm. is still achievable as well. Right. And then the shout is that last section where it's like, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's symbolies, there's metaphors and all that stuff. But we get to the nitty gritty and we, we get straight up. Okay. What does it mean to be a vessel? We get more altruistic. Mm -hmm. We talked about things that we can change and things that we can't change, but we get to an altruistic and say, after all of that, what does it really mean to be here? Right. You know, what is the definitive notion of your life? And what does it mean once you know that, how to touch someone else's life? Mm -hmm. And I literally break down practical steps. And I think that's so different because in poetry, we're talking about talking a lot and it's, you know, getting inflection, it's getting, you know, provocation of your emotions, but sometimes it's like, okay, how do we get the solution across? And so what's different is I actually break down practical when we're talking about family, how do you approach your family? Or, you know, you're not there yet. I've been there and that's okay. Mm -hmm. This is how we get out of that in your mind and in your body. Cause sometimes we just move without thinking, or sometimes we think without moving and it's connecting the two and knowing that there's levels to all of that. So those are all the different levels. I like uh, that. (laughs) Thought about this book. Okay. (laughs) I I really like that because like you mentioned earlier, there are a lot of feelings that you had to get out and whatnot, but it's like, okay, now here are the next steps because people love poetry and you know, it, it does evoke emotion, but it's like, okay, now what do I do with these feelings you know what do I do with what I know dang this poem spoke to me and then the fact that you have a practical section a section where you're like okay these are the steps to maybe set boundaries or to heal or to forgive or to whatever it is like (laughs) (laughs) you're pointing at me what's the finger point let's talk about it (laughs) I said boundaries and she pointed that finger (laughs) yes oh goodness I mean when it (laughs) And that's what really, uh, that's what really helped me with my own voice because I wasn't setting boundaries and you have to, you think you're setting boundaries. You think you're saying what you mean, but you're saying other things. (laughs) And so that to me was the revelation that I'm not setting healthy boundaries. I'm not, I'm not qualifying my space and I'm sit, I sit here and I'm left with broken pieces that I have to clean up. But, and it's not, um, I'm not blaming myself, but it's like, I, I need to look back and say like, what hand did I have in this that I now have an understanding that I can do, I can actually apply to future relationships and future situations that others are already doing for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if I were to put myself in someone else's shoes, they're already setting boundaries. Hey, don't do this. Hey, you do this. I like it when you do this, mm-hmm. even though it's set a different way, that is a boundary that's being communicated. Correct. And so I'm just like, yo, instead <laughs> of like, <laughs> making a joke I could literally say you know um let's not do that again right knowing that's okay it's okay okay. okay. (laughs) and 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 I love that like that's accountability first of all what you're saying okay like pretty much there are two people in a relationship I know a lot of women are always blaming a man for stuff but it's like eh. (laughs) we're in a relationship too what was our part in it what did we accept What did we, or when should we have set a boundary? When should we have communicated some feelings so that, you know, something wouldn't have happened, right? But Mm -hmm. in in the big part with you saying, knowing that it's okay for us to just say no, or I don't like this, or, you know, we did that, that bothered me, or, you know, please don't do that again. Like, Mm -hmm. please don't raise your voice at me, you know, or or not even saying please, like, 
I don't like when you speak to me like that. <laughs> and just shut it down, you know? Yes. I, I don't like that. And I, I actually, my previous episode was all about boundaries. So if you want to check that out, go girl episode 67, little plug right there. Because hey. <laughs> I'm in that space too, just learning boundaries and, and yeah. whatnot. Because I feel like as women, we are shut down and shut up so much as young girls, you yeah. know, sit down, be quiet. And then we become women who are more people pleasers and right. we're not speaking up and saying our no's and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it might come out in a poem and you, you know, you're healing through it and realizing yeah. that boundaries are okay. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's point okay. blank period. <laughs> point blank period. Now there mm-hmm. is a poem that you did share with me called um, how to forgive you. And yeah. I loved it. So I want you to talk about some steps that you have taken or some yeah. practical steps that you can share on how to heal and forgive yourself. Cause I feel like the hardest person to forgive after a relationship is yourself. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. That process was very interesting. Cause I first had to think of what were scenarios where I had to forgive myself. Mm-hmm. Like what, what are some actual relationships that I let sink because I, I didn't take care of you know, me, what my, and it's also my relationship with myself. So I had to look at what actually happened and I had to separate what went on and me. I I am my actions, but I'm not, maybe my space or my head frame was not completely clear. Mm -hmm. And so what I had to do first off is just be objective and say, where are we right now? Physically, mentally, emotionally, take an assessment, you know, and then really checking in, how do I feel towards this person? How do I feel towards what they did? How do I feel towards myself about how I responded or how I reacted or how I received? What what part did I play in Mm -hmm. our back and forth? And so the practical step is just taking an assessment, owning what happened. We run away from (laughs) Mm -hmm. what space we were in when we did whatever we did. So Mm -hmm. I, I owned, you know, what I did. I owned where I was. And then I say, Tam, that's not you 100% of the time. You know, you, you were heightened of emotions. You were probably tired. You were probably hangry. You probably had no sleep. You probably love this person, not knowing you're coming from a toxic place or you're, you're taking it out on this person because of whatever seed was actually planted. Mm -hmm. So how to forgive me? I say, Tam, you're not, you're not this. I, yeah. I speak to my higher self and say, this isn't you 100% of the time. You're speaking in your flesh and we don't have to stay here. We don't have to stay here. What I do is I take ample time to say, do you need time, Tam? We can sit in this, we can feel this and we can take the time that we need. Do we need to cry? Do we need to be by ourselves? Do we need to pray? Do we need to involve one other person to get that encouragement and borrow someone else's faith? After we do all those things and make an assessment of what we need, Tam, get back up. Yes. Get those affirmations, start pouring because you empty it out first and then you start pouring in the right things because now it's like that fuel. It's kind of like, you know, gas mm-hmm. when you're driving, you got that old fuel in and then when you burn it off, you got to fill it with something new. So, okay, what, what do you already know that fills you and makes you new again, that makes you you know, encouraged again, that brightens you up again, what makes you happy in this moment, but not just on an emotional high, like what sustains you? What is your manna right now? And so it's, 
it's Michael Todd. It's, it's a, it's a podcast. It's the word. It's a conversation like this. Mm -hmm. It's, it's literally taking assessment. It's like, girl, I was crazy when I did it. And that's okay because I'm not well. (laughs) Right. It's girl talk. It is. It's girl talk. (laughs) So I mean, that's how I feel. That's my, that's how I forgive me and say, Tam, we're not going to always be there. That is so good. All (laughs) what you said, I was just like, "Woo, that was so good." No, really, it's and and just like really talking to yourself and going Mm -hmm. deep within and and listening to yourself and trusting Mm -hmm. yourself and and letting it guide you. Like, okay, how am I really feeling? Like you said, and honestly, a lot of times we are just hungry or or sleepy. Okay. Look, give me some food, (laughs) give me a nap. I promise you I'm better. But in reality, like, like you said, like, this is not me all of the time. I had a moment, but that doesn't define who I am. So it's like, I I love that. Just sitting with yourself, talking to yourself, saying, okay, what happened? What could have been done differently? Mm -hmm. How are we going to move forward from this? And just let it go. Just let it go. I like that. Ooh, girl, <laughs> sweet, not stupid. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so what did you learn about yourself during this writing process? Oh my gosh. You, come, you are coming with it, Ashley, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I, do. I do. Um, I learned that I not only am very resilient, but I learned that I have I had a lot of anger and I had a lot of love at the same time. Mm. And they coexisted with the tie of passion. So I learned that I'm very passionate. I learned that I do trust my feelings. And I I learned that I was breaking through a barrier that I did not create. So in essence, I was learning that I was breaking generational curses with my actions. And I learned that in the writing process, not only did I have a lot of pain, but I had a lot of anger and I had a lot of unresolved issues that I actually wanted to be resolved because we can sit around with so many emotions that, well, I have this and I have that. And it's like, well, what are you going to do about it? Exactly. (laughs) It's the building blocks for something. And so in the anger, it was more so like, okay, well, I know I have this, but I don't want to keep it. As a matter of Mm -hmm. fact, Let's address it and let's use this in order to move towards understanding because there are on the other side of the anger. I don't, there are things that I don't understand. And I learned in myself that I was a, I'm a student of life. You know, I, I allowed my emotions to teach or I allowed my experiences to teach me. And I allowed, you know, um, whatever I was going through to set the tone for the rest of my life. And to say that, although I went through this, it's not going to define me. Although I went through this. It wasn't for me to just keep it to myself. It was for other young women who are going to go through this or who have gone through this and did not know the words to to express it in such an eloquent manner. Uh, I learned I'm a great writer. Okay, (laughs) listen, you better. I'm a great writer. I look back and said, excuse me. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. But then I also learned, I was like, it wasn't just me. So I learned okay. that when, <laughs> when you put God first, or like when you set that tone and say, God, whatever you want, and you're a vessel, yep. you know that like he's writing through you, you know? Yes. And when you let that process go and you let that process move, I remember I, I set a, a page goal for the day and uh, I told my, my writing coach and she kept me accountable. We had a little group of like three other, two other women. 
I was like, well, I, I did my goal for the day. Like, I, you know, I was good. <laughs> and then I just kept going. There were days where I just kept going. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, when you just let it go and you let it flow, yeah. you'll pass, you'll succeed, and, and you'll exceed your own expectations. So I, I learned that about myself, yeah. that when I'm passionate about something, I, I exceed my own expectations. And it's not about what I want. It's about what God wants you through me. So, yeah, it's about trusting yeah. yourself and trusting God for sure. Yeah. yeah. Even even yeah. with my podcast, I, I pray about it beforehand. And I say, you yeah. know, God speak through me with the interview yeah. process and everything. So like mm-hmm. he gets all the praise, you know, yes, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yes. Um. So be speaking of poetry, I want to know if you can recite a poem for the audience. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So just the title of the poem and just recite it and then maybe we'll get into it a little bit. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So it's called frequency. Vibrations. Frequencies frequently letting me know where I should be and should not be. That what you're going to give off directly affects me, your speech, your tone, your overall energy, all reaching out to grab me. Asking for the company of me, I have to ask initially, are you filled with synergy or toxicity, empathy or calamity, heartfelt notion or sadness and senseless commotion? See, I'm cautious now, finding more and more that where I am now is not where I'm meant to be. It takes being sharp to change direction so soon that charting the waters now will do me a disservice because the tide is coming in soon. The winds of change are among us. Are you ready? Because we have no time to waste. We need to follow the same vibrations. We need to be on the same frequency. Snap, snap, snap. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Bring that good or bad energy, sir. Like, we have no time. And not even sir. Just like you said earlier, like, it could be family. It could be friends. Like, listen, are we on the Mm. same frequency? Because if not, then what are we doing here, right? What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Sweet, not stupid. Where can people find the book? It's, um, there's a link on my bio on my, uh, Facebook, not my Facebook, my Facebook, my Instagram. It's going to be available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Kindle. It's going to be available everywhere. Check you out. out. Well, what's your Instagram? (laughs) So people can go to it and check it out. It's lovely lady Tam underscore. Okay. And she's definitely lovely. She comes through with the nice photos and great encouragement. Okay. So she's very sweet, but she ain't stupid. Um, (laughs) And Tamara, uh, last question. What does self-love mean to you? I love this question. (laughs) Self-love means, it, it means being unapologetic to being gentle to not just yourself, but to your space and not being afraid to, to be and, and not being afraid of what you come with. Self-love looks like acceptance to yourself, acceptance to other people, acceptance to what makes you you and knowing that there's so much more to you, so much more to be accomplished, so much more to be achieved and so much more to be experienced. So Self-love is acceptance, self-love experience, and and self-love is accepting love from other people, accepting the goodness as well from your space. 
Uh, receive that love and give that love. I love that, Tamara. Yes. You have been a pleasure on the Go Girl podcast. And again, go girl for dropping your debut book, Sweet Thank Not you. Stupid. Make sure you follow her to make sure you get your copy and mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing. Keep inspiring and encouraging. Keep being sweet. Keep being an, a Aww. great woman and just go girl. Thank you. I appreciate it. And likewise, everyone check out the rest of her episodes oh. right here on the Go Girl podcast. Okay. You better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yes. you so much, Tamara. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? Ten chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl.